Okay, you're up, kiddo. <laughs> Welcome to Spookier Boston Podcast, exploring the world of all things paranormal, serial, and conspiratorial. I'm November. And I'm M.W. Today we are visiting North Dakota, um, and the story that I found was about the San Haven Sanatorium in the Turtle Mountains of North Dakota, which is located right outside of Duneseth, North Dakota. Um, this was built in 1912 as a tuberculosis sanatorium. By 1922, it had 140 patients. Um, keep, keep in mind, prior to it, the antibiotics, large amounts of tuberculosis patients died from the disease. Um, a common remedy at the time was to surgically collapse a lung, according to the article about the sanatorium. So, very painful death. Yeah, um, no shit. <laughs> and I also love that how you just like you're like let's just fucking go and just jumped into the story and I was like oh shit okay like well, I'm not even prepared I don't have my notes <laughs> get on it. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Oh my goodness. So it's said that some of the the bodies were buried out on the grounds um, in Popper's graves. In 1920, okay, sorry. So then tuberculosis started to lessen in North Dakota. Um, the North Dakota Institute for Feeble-Minded um, began sending its patients there. Space became available. By 1973, the entire sanatorium was taken over by that institution. Oh, wow. Yeah, so... So it went from a regular hospital to a mental hospital. Yeah, so it went from, like, this hospital that, like, focused on tuberculosis to, like, that mentally... Sorry, I can't stop yawning. (laughs) Fine, tell me how you really feel about my story. No, it's not that. I just haven't been... (laughs) I've been working so early, and, like, now I have to go back to nights, and I'm trying to retrain my body, but I can't, and I got up at 7.30 today, and I've been up since then, and this is my normal nap time if I were to come home from work and take a nap. Oh, my goodness. Well, you'll have nap time soon. No, I'm going to go to Target after this. We're going to finish recording. My ass is going to Target. I want some fucking pride shit, okay? (laughs) (laughs) My roommates came home last night with three bags full of pride stuff from Target. Oh my gosh. I know, it's so good. And have you seen our front doormat? I did, I love it. Isn't it so cute? So like, I I just need to go get, I need to go get gay shit at Target. (laughs) I don't know that I would word it that way, but Okay. That's what it is. It's all pride stuff. Oh, it's all so cute. The whole collection. I want to get Pepe a tutu. Yes. They have one. Yes. They have a dog and cat tutu, and I think Cam and Pepe could share one, and it would be glorious. I have a feeling that's going to end up on our Instagram pretty soon. Oh, my God. I hope so. <laughs> I hope I can find it. Oh, my goodness. If not, Pepe, do you want a rainbow bow tie? Yes. You I already have, you have two pride shirts. You need a bow tie. Sorry, continue. Um, my ADD is really bad today. Oh my gosh, clearly. Yeah, I'm I, I so lost now. Okay. Oh, my bad. Sorry. <laughs> we didn't have time to vet before we sort of talk, jumped into the story. Oh my Usually we talk before the story. You told me it was time for me to go, so I went. I just followed directions. Oh, and Pepe's trying to climb up me now. He wants your love and attention. No, he's telling me. Look at him. He just wants to, you to pet him. Oh, Pepe. Kid's a good boy. People probably like, what is wrong with these girls? Probably. Oh, goodness. So, this shifts over to all of the patients from that 
the mental institution. At this point, it said that it becomes overrun. Um, they're back and forth with stories about, like, neglect, um, and, and, of course, bad things happening there, keeping in mind, you know, back in that time frame, the way that people were treated um, was very different. So... Yeah, especially in those places. They were basically tortured. Yeah. And, like, apparently there were people that came out from that work there that were like, no, nothing ever happened. Um, That's what they all say. I mean. That's what their NDA says. Right. But from there, um, right about, like, the late late 1980s, early 90s, the sanatorium is officially closed. However, the building still stands. So to this day, it's still there. And there's, like, if you see pictures and videos, like, a child's wheelchair or, like, a door that's fallen and, like, everything is, like, decrepit and overrun and taken over by, like, the elements. Right. Um, And it's a huge area. So there's multiple buildings, some that were added later on after the initial opening. There are underground tunnels that they said that were being used for, um, like, transportation back and forth between all the buildings like when it was cold outside yeah being up north there's a crap ton of snow right um and all of that like you can see like pictures of like parts of it were caved in mm-hmm. um the author of spooky creepy north dakota Lori oster says at least a thousand people died at san haven with many buried being on property and unmarked graves Ew. After all of this happens, of course, it's still there. Then in 2001, a teenager was killed when he fell down an open elevator shaft in the dark. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, so they they think that, like, maybe there's, um, you know people, you know kids going up there doing, like, seances? Right. That you kind know, of thing. Creep, like, um, trying to be cool and go visit the haunted place. Yeah, and they talk about it in Ghost Adventures because they go there... And they, like, one of the things that they say is, like, oh, well, you know, he must have been chased and then fell. Um, supposedly, like, the, the elevator starts to, like, make noises on its own. Um, the ghost of North Dakota.com describes when they went to visit, In exploring San Haven, we felt somewhat on edge due to the atmosphere of the place. There is a spookiness from an extended period of abandonment and natural reclamation of the site. The trees and weeds have gone wild. The formerly beautiful and placid water features have long run run dry. Walking paths, which were once wide and smooth, are now rutted and subject to the infiltration of nature. The stillness of a very large complex consisting of dozens of still-standing structures is occasionally interrupted by wind and trees, doors banging in the breeze, and the haunting chattering of pigeons echoing through the hallways. So, and like I mentioned, Ghost Adventures does um, an episode there, and they talk about um, just kind of the, the spirits and, like, that, that presence that they feel there. Yeah. And then they interview um, a woman who says when she was there, like, she went there and then came As home. a patient? No, like, just to go and see it. Okay. Um, she says she was scratched by an entity that followed her home. No, nope. follow her and her husband home. Fuck that, and that's why I don't do ghost shit. That's why. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's terrifying. Like, like that is literally reason number one. Yeah, like whether you believe in it or not, and it's like a lot of things. 
You know, it doesn't matter if you believe in something or not. If it's real, it's real. And that's, you know, again, a, a personal belief and everybody's different. But I mean, if it truly is real and you go there, whether you're doing it to be like, ha ha ha, I don't believe in this or because you are a true believer and you want to see evidence of it, like you are inviting something home with you. Correct. Like think of all the scary movies that you've watched about ghosts. Like, yep. Paranormal Activity. She keeps telling him, don't do this stuff, don't do this stuff. And he, like, brings the Ouija board home. Like, once you start doing those things, you invite it in. Correct. Like, that's just terrifying. Correct. And that's, like, like, I'm, I really like learning about, like, witchy stuff and, like, the spiritual, like, spiritual elements and the spiritual world and all of that. I really like learning about it, but I'm also, I know that I'm the type of person that something will very easily attach to me. So I don't get too in-depth because I'm afraid the more I look into it and, like, the more in-depth I go, the more likely I am to be open to having something, like, attached to me. And I do not want that. I have have enough fucking (laughs) problems without that. Like, my friend and I, um, she's in New York right now. Her and I are convinced that we were related in a past life. Like, oh, wow. we are just, like, the things we do, things we see, like, we have very similar mannerisms, like, we are just convinced that we were related in a past life, and we really want to go to a psychic, and, like, or, like, someone, like, because she, we both have, like, really, come some really witchy friends, like, we want to go and be, like, and see if our, like, entities were, entwi- like, intertwined in the past, and, but we're both, we both want to do it, but we're both terrified, because yeah. we both are that type of person where something will come home with us. And, like, I am not ready for that. I feel like there would be a difference in, like, inviting something in and just seeing. Like, I think that would be cool to to go and talk with somebody and see but who, you, who you were in a past life or right. if past lives truly exist. I mean, not that anybody necessarily is going to have the answer, but, like... Right, right. If someone truly is in tune with, with it right, and not somebody just, like, trying to make buck. And that's that the thing really is, like, cool. how do you know? Yeah. Are they just going to tell me what I want to hear? Or is it something like, like, I don't know, like, how do I prove the authenticity of that? Yeah, it's like I saw, and someone said it as a joke, and it was something I saw on the internet a long time ago, but it was like, I just want to call one of those psychic phone lines and be like, guess. <laughs> and if somebody, like, genuinely answered was like, this is who you are, this is, and I'd be like, okay, I, I don't have any questions. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. That's like, it. Like, that's it. No more. Yeah, I mean, like, they, they said it as a joke, but I thought, like, really in my head, like, what if you really did it and they really did know? Right. Like, what if it wasn't just, you know, picking up context clues? Yeah. Their name starts with letters A through J. I have someone in the past whose, letter, whose first name started with A through J. <laughs> like, that's like fucking 14 letters. Yeah. <laughs> like. That's, you're, you're gonna find somebody out of the group that says me. Right. So, like, that, that's just really educated guesswork. Yeah. But, I mean, I definitely believe there are people that are more in tune with those things and have a sixth sense, and, like, I absolutely believe in that. Yeah. But there's just so many fake people out there that are just, like you said, trying to get a buck that it's so hard to determine what's real and what isn't. Oh, absolutely. Like, the bare minimum of research could tell you about someone enough to, like, know about their past. I mean, and the things you can find on the internet these days, like... Give me 20 minutes at first and a last name and an address, and like, bam. I don't even need the address. I'll figure it out. Yeah, first Just tell me where they're from. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like, it's, 
It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. How much you can just... Like, if I knew I had... If I were a psych... If I was a quote-unquote fake psychic, and I knew I had an appointment with someone, of course you're going to get all their information beforehand. Mm-hmm. So who's to say they're not just doing a bunch of research on you, like, oh, okay, I see their grandma passed away when they were a kid. Okay, let me talk about, you know, someone passed away when you were young. Oh, my God, they did? How did you know that? <laughs> because I fucking Googled it. Yeah. Like, that... And that's what, like... I don't know. That's what makes me leery about it as well, is, like... If I'm going to spend this money, how do I know if it's real? Yeah, you want to believe. Like, I I generally would want to believe. Because I want to know that there is more after this. Correct. But the more that you see, like, people that are just fake, the more you get, like... Like, I don't know if it is the right word, but, like, hardened to it. Where you're like, I don't really believe it because I've constantly been proven that there's fakes, but I want to so badly believe it. No, I agree. I agree completely. Because I... I mean, I definitely believe in ghosts and, like, demons and, like, all of that. Yeah. But, I don't know. I, like, I can't imagine being, like, one of the spirits in, that came from this place, like, to have gone through all of that. And then not be able to leave? Yeah, like, if they, if, if they truly buried your body there, like, you're just there. Right. But Ari, but what is there to say that when you do pass on and they bury your body, you're tethered to that place? I mean, that's fair. Because, like, we, so when I was growing up, we had a ghost in our house. I told you about Eugene. Yeah. I named him Eugene. My, my mom and my grandma both believe that it was my uncle, which is, he, he, that was his house. We bought it from him when he, when they moved to Florida. Yeah. And then he passed away and they believed it was him that was, you know, still moving around our house because he lived there for so long. Yeah. But he, where was he buried? I don't remember if he was buried in, like, the next town over or if he was buried here in Florida. Because they had a house here in Florida as well. And that's where they spent most of their time. I can't remember. I want to say he was buried in in Indianapolis. I want... That's what I want to say. But it was so long ago, I don't truly remember. Yeah. I could call my grandma and ask. It was her brother. (laughs) But, like, like that, someone could Google that. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I think of, like, I saw this on um, Nukes Top 5. There was this video that somebody used, well, somebody made, on TikTok. And it was that, somebody used one of the filters. And whatever that filter was, I can't remember the, the correct name of it. But, like, it would show if there was a person there. Like like the heat signature one. Yeah. I, remember, I think we've talked about this oh, before. Oh, yeah, with the chair. And yes. Was like, the gr- the, with the, the grandma, grandma that yeah. sat in the chair. That, oh, that lives in my head. Like I, I think about that, that a lot because we, we talked about that. I because saw it, it again recently. Right. Because they, like, she was sitting in the chair that was facing the wall. Yeah. And everyone told him to turn the chair around. Yeah. So he did and she wasn't there anymore. And then there were two people. And then there were two of them. Yeah. I just, I That's know. freaky. That's fucking terrifying. It is. Thinking about that right now, I literally have goosebumps down my entire leg. <laughs> oh my god. Well, why don't you share and your story? And it's not with us? because it's cold in here. <laughs> no, it's cold in here. I'm in a sweater. It's not in because Florida. It, it's not because it's cold in this office. Oh, gosh. No. <laughs> no matter what I do, it will not be warm in here. The sun literally comes. I never close these blinds. I never turn this fan on. Now it's my turn. Apparently. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. But, okay, so my story in North Dakota is actually about a speakeasy. 
It's called it called it's called Sauls. S A U L S. It's in uh, Minot, North Dakota. But I think it's Minot, so you say it. And the speakeasy, you cannot find the address online. You cannot Shit. get in without the passcode. It's very hidden. Somebody so, send us this information. I want to go. Right? So, well, what you have to do is you have to send a text message to this phone number, and they will send you a riddle, and, like, the riddle is, like, how to get there, and also you have to solve the riddle for the password. Oh. So, like, they send you directions, like, I think it's, like, vague directions, and okay. then they also send you um, a riddle that you have to solve to get the passcode to get in. Okay, that sounds awesome. I want to go. Right? Like, it looks... It, honestly, it looks super classy. Like, it looks really cool. <laughs> so, the reason it's called Saul's is because above the speakeasy, there was... There used to be a menswear shop that was, um, like, Saul's menswear or something. Okay. And it was very popular. Like, lawyers, doctors, businessmen, no. they all went there to shop. And that was, you know, where they got all their stuff. They... Oh my god, hold on. I have to turn this around. Oh, let's see, let's see, let's see. So, the the bar is underneath there. That, that store now is turned into like a jewelry store. But nothing like... Nothing creepy happens there. I mean, it is like a sense of... Saul is still there. Yeah. But he's not, like, mean-spirited. Okay. He's definitely, like, a good, like, like a friendly ghost. If there's such a thing. <laughs> he, so, every night, they leave out a beer or a glass of wine for him. Because he still is in the speakeasy. They, so, they leave one out for him every night. He will move, like, bar stools around. Um, kegs will hit against each other when no one's around them. They say when they close down for the night and everyone leaves, you get the feeling that you're not alone. Like, someone is there with you. And everything I've read is never, that I've read about this today, is a sense of him not trying to harm anyone or, like, to be a mean spirit or anything like that. He just genuinely likes to be around. Okay. And so they, that's why they leave out the wine or the beer because they want him to know he's welcome and, like, that they respect him and his, his... What he created. Yeah. Which was a shop upstairs. It's actually, this restaurant is, by Food Network, voted the most haunted restaurant in North Dakota. Oh, wow. Yeah, so apparently they did, like, this whole article where they did the most haunted mm-hmm. restaurants in every state. Lit Mansion was, of course, Missouri's. Yes! The one for Indiana was a Slippery Noodle, which I did not realize. Um, Slippery Noodle's a bar downtown. Mm-hmm. It's, I was, like, reading about it, and I was like, oh, my God, like, this is so interesting. Yeah. But <laughs> I definitely want to go to Saul's. It looks really cool. Yeah. So, like, mine was, like I said, mine was really short. But I really, I just found it really interesting because it, he was, you know, he respects them. They respect him. They just give each other their space. Um, on the Food Network um, blogs where they posted this, they said that, Sometimes when they leave out a glass, they'll come back in the morning and it'll be like half drunk or it'll be empty. Oh shit. And I was like, I don't know how that would work. 
but that's kind of cool. Unless it just, like, evaporated away. I mean, half full I could see evaporating. Not, like, totally empty. Unless they did, like, a shot or something really small. Right. Yeah, they said they leave out a small glass of wine or a small glass of beer okay. for him every night. Which I imagine is not a lot, because alcohol's not cheap, so. I mean, it's, like, nice, though, to think that the presence that you're feeling is not malicious. Right. Which I feel like is rare when it comes to ghost stories. Yeah, like, usually it's, like, I have this feeling that, like, somebody's gonna hurt me. Yeah. Or, like, in my story, she's like, yeah, it followed me home and it scratched me. Yeah. Which is... I want to find it now. The bar? Yes. Do you want the phone number? Yes. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna need you to send this to me. I'll just tell it to you. So... If you're anywhere near the North Dakota, you know, Minot, North Dakota, or you're visiting that area, the phone number is 701-401-2105. If you find it, let us know. Right? And this article was posted two months ago, so I imagine that phone number is still up to date. It's not like an old phone number or anything. But the, the other thing I found <coughs> so interesting about this town is it's called Little Chicago. Ooh. Do you know why? Because it was known for um, drugs and violence. Yep. <laughs> I was like, I, don't, I never got that vibe whenever I went to Chicago. I don't know if I, like, I don't know how I feel about that. But maybe I'm in. I will like, say, like, one of the times we went to Chicago, I remember walking from the train station to our hotel and, like, the amount of people that I saw... Sitting on this, like, just on the street, like, just so sad and, like... Like homeless people? Yeah. Just sitting out there, like, wanting money or, like, food. I mean, any metropolitan area is like that, though. True, but I feel like I saw that there more than in any of the places. I mean, granted, I think... I You don't really notice, I think, as a kid. Yeah. And I think I just noticed it more there. Like... The trip that we went before, I was so focused on, like, what we were doing. Right. That I didn't pay attention, and this was the first time that, like, I'd really kind of walked through the area. And, like, really been, you know, like, on the streets walking around and spending a large amount of time. Yeah. Versus in other times, it was like, well, you know, we're just driving here to do something real quick. Right. Oh, God, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that was what, I felt like that when we went to D.C., I went to D.C. in 8th grade twice within a span of, like, four months. See, I didn't go on that trip when I was... Did, like, every high school, like... Was that, like, a a rite of passage when you were, like, in 8th grade, like, junior high? It was 8th grade. Yep. Yeah. Like, I remember we had that, but I just didn't go. In 7th grade, we went to Chicago. We did a day trip to Chicago. So, like, it was literally just one day. We drove up in the morning and drove back. Our D.C. trip was three days, and it was... Super fucking expensive, but my mom yeah. really wanted me to go with my class, and I was, and I really wanted to go. Of course, it was an overnight trip with all my friends. Like, yeah, of course, I really wanted to go, but my mom didn't. She wanted me to go, but my family's really big into history, so she was like, "But I want to take you first. So we went in like March or April of that year with my class, but my family went for New Year's Eve. So, like, me, my mom, my brother, and my stepdad all went to... And my sister. My little sister might have been with us, too. I don't remember. But we all went to Washington, D.C. 
for like right after Christmas, and we spent New Year's Eve there. Yeah, I remember it was fun, and we did like all the museums and everything. I love I love DC, but DC has a, a large population of homeless people. Yeah, isn't it like it used to be like number one in the U.S. I don't know if it still is. The only one I really remember is, like, for most violence, I don't really remember there being, like, or there definitely is, I don't remember the answer to it, though, for, like, most homeless. Yeah. But I could see that being DC. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember, but I just, but I remember, like, with your thing about Chicago, I remember that in DC. The trip was fun, though. Yeah. Yeah. I never went. I just, I didn't want to do, like... All of the sales and stuff. What? Like, for a trip in in eighth grade, like, you had to do, like, you know, selling the candy bars or whatever. It was something, like, some kind of fundraising thing for it, and, like, I just didn't. Oh, we didn't get that. They said, here's the trip, here's how much it costs, do it or don't. Yeah. And we were like... Well, you could have, like, paid the difference, but I just didn't. Yeah. No, I don't remember us any having any fundraisers that went towards it. Ours was like, pay the fifteen hundred or whatever <laughs> for three nights. Yeah. And I just remember not going because like there were a few of us that didn't go, and like a couple of them were like my friends. So we were just sitting in class, like not doing anything. That's awesome. It was great. We went over a weekend. So like we left, I think Thursday night. Or, like Thursday after school or something, and then we're gone like Friday because we drove overnight. And it was Friday, Saturday, and came back Sunday. Yeah. I don't know. I think at that point, like, you're just so excited to, like, be on your own. Right. Quote, on your own. Yeah. Like, with... Yeah. With your friends away from your parents. Yeah. Unless your parents went on the trip. Mine did not. I don't think... I don't think they would have... I don't think my mom would have been able to get out of work. We should go to D.C., though. D.C.'s fun. I just, but I also love history, so, like, I like seeing all of that. I just want to go and explore someplace new. We can go to Washington, D.C. I'm here for it. We gotta go and find this bar first. We can take hella pictures. <laughs> That's further away. D.C.'s a closer drive. I know, but I still want to go, I, I don't know, I just want to go to a speakeasy. I just like the... I can take you to a speakeasy in Indiana. I went to one for my 21st birthday. You don't need a password to get in, but you need a reservation, and you wait outside for, like, six hours for your fucking table to be ready. That you does live- not sound as fun. No, no, no. Yes, it is, because you fucking pre-game your dinner. We went for my 21st birthday, and there was, like, 20 of us there. So, like, you- everyone pulls up in their cars and has, like, their hatchbacks open. We have, like, like lawn chairs and tables out, and we're playing cornhole, and we're just waiting for our table to be oh ready. Oh, my gosh. That actually does sound fun. It is so fun. We were all just getting hammered in the parking lot waiting for dinner. <laughs> and then you get to there, you actually get in, and they're like, these assholes. <laughs> Probably, but... It was fun. And, like, the only thing you can eat, like, they only have certain things up on the menu. So, like, the menu's written in chalk, on the chalkboard every day. Oh, cool. Yeah. I can't remember the name of it right now. I'd ask my mom, Eric. She knows. <laughs> <laughs> she knows what it is. Oh, but my goodness. Anything else? I think, I think that's it. I think it's time for Target. I, th- I think it's time for Target. I need to go. <laughs> I need to leave the house today. I haven't left the house yet today. Oh, goodness. Oh, wait, yes, we did. We got McDonald's. Yes. I love the house to go get McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thanks for listening to Spooky or Bust. Remember, uh, send us an email if you have anything you want us to talk about or 
fun urban legends or ghost stories from your area. Also, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Spooky or Bust. Bye! Bye!